to episode 35 of Coach Pat Chat. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well, uh, winding out the week. Tomorrow's Friday. Be thankful. Be happy. Hope you had a stellar week today. I have someone that I have uh, made into, I would say, a very good friend through FaZe and through Twitter and from talking online. Um, Marcus Downs from NIST in Bangkok. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate this. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm very excited uh, to get into things with you. Uh, so before we get started, uh, for those who uh, are curious, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your background, how you got into PE and that, that fun dance? Okay. Um, actually, I, I wanted to be a personal trainer when I was in, uh, I think, maybe grade seven, eight, nine. Funny story. A, a funny story. Actually, my my job shadow in grade nine was with the creator of Viper. So that's who I. Uh, what? Yeah. So he was my personal trainer, and then I went and and I actually was the. So I shadowed him in grade nine. So I was like, this guy's amazing. He's so smart. I want to be like this guy. But then I realized not all personal trainers were like this guy. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I worked. I was. I then went to uh, university and. I'm from, I'm from Canada, so yeah. Southern Alberta in Lethbridge, and I was there for baseball, and I was doing a kines degree, and then at one point I went, you know what, I think I want to teach, so I just kind of stopped and moved back home to Edmonton, and I got my uh, degree there, and I knew I wanted to teach elementary, and then from there, there was no jobs in Canada at that point, oh. so I knew... Oh, wow. I wasn't gonna get I wasn't gonna get a PE job in Canada, so I I think I applied to a job on like Kijiji or something, and they got back to me. That's crazy. So man. Then, and then they ended up giving me a contract about a week later, and I remember being on the flight to so I got on the flight to Hong Kong, um, and I remember just thinking I might get there and this might be just a complete hoax and I might be coming back. Right. But uh, I lasted three years there and it, it was a good stepping stone for me because uh, we ended up being a PYP school in my second year. Oh, so I got all that training and everything and experience. Um, then I moved back to Canada, did my master's, took a year off teaching. Oh, wow. I, I knew I wanted to focus strictly on like the academic side and do some research. Right. And, um, and then my, uh, my wife got pregnant, so we had to move again. We moved in Toronto, moved to Toronto, lived there for a couple of years, worked at a PYP school, and then from there I went to Abu Dhabi, another PYP school, and now at NIST. So it was a bit of a journey, but um, yeah, it's been, been good. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's, uh, I've said this before, but it's funny. Um, from all the people that I've talked to, that like went the personal trainer route and ended up being PE. Like I did the same thing, man. And I was young and like, I don't know why I thought this, like I was just convinced like, all right, I'm going to do, I think it was called, um, uh, yeah. Athletic trainer degree. And I was like, I I'm going to school in Boston. So I'll be able to get a job with the Red Sox or the Pats or the Celtics. <laughs> That's how you do it. Like you get a degree and then you, you, not far down the line, I'll get a dream job. I'll be set for life. 
And then as I'm going through like the first, I don't even think first year, first semester, I was like, dude, they're talking about working at like crappy little gyms and stuff. And like, I should have known that, like I'm a young adult, but I, my hopes were higher than my brain was wanting to work. And then uh, I, uh, both my parents are teachers. Um, and I was young and I guess I was kind of chasing, like I definitely wanted to be in the physical realm of something. And I think at a young age, uh, also growing up overseas as a kid, like I was never really in the West or grew up in America. So it was a, it was a culture, sh reverse culture shock for me. And uh, I just, uh, I think I was chasing money at my freshman year of college. <laughs> and then I realized that I was like, dude, even if I got that job, it would probably suck. Like, it'd be so stressful. And, <laughs> and so then, like, my dad was a PE teacher. I just had a long conversation with him. And he just, he never wanted to push me to do anything. But since I was a crossroad, he said, you would love PE. And then so I moved. In another direction, I never looked back. But I, I was an aspiring Red Sox personal trainer. <laughs> it's so our our life goals were so similar at one point because I I want to be like an elite elite athletic trainer, only work with elite athletes, right? Like, <laughs> so like turn people aside if they weren't good athletes. So that was kind of my thing. and uh, and my my mom's a teacher, so we've got right. similarities there. And I said I would never be a teacher because I saw like the hours that she put in, like right. she would just stay at school and work. And I was like, I'm not doing that. No way. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I said the same thing. And then like, like an idiot, I just didn't even think about the summer. Like it was just part of like my life. I was like, this is normal. Cause I was a kid and I became an adult. I was like, I gotta work like five days a week in the summer. When I had a part-time job at college, I was like, this is, this is whack, dude. I'm definitely glad I'm going the teacher route. No, I'm just kidding. That's not why I became a teacher. Um, but uh, it's interesting that when we're kids, like, like you said, like I, I looked at how much my parents worked and stuff like that, like you, and I never even thought of like the benefits of teaching when I was a kid. And they definitely yeah. outweigh... Uh, and, and like I think you and I are both the same like now n since we're doing stuff we love like with Twitter and everything we're just doing stuff with our kids like yeah it's a lot of work but we enjoy the work like sometimes I'd rather be doing the work than like drowning in a terrible Netflix show or something like that like those shows you give a shot and then you're like why am I doing this this is brutal well, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's not a very good comparison, but I think of like jobs that I used to have and I'd like, you know, I'd come home and then I would like do nothing. You right. know, it's not like I'm going to, I'm going to prepare to get ready to be, to do my back shop job <laughs> at the golf course tomorrow and think about ways I could do better. Right. You know, I just show up and go through the motions and be like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> when man. the time comes. That's so true. Like when I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods, like clock in and when I clocked out, it was like, I'm done till I gotta come back. I'm not even gonna yeah. like. What am I gonna do? Like, and, and I'm not saying like I don't want to say this the wrong way. I'm not saying there's not pride in any job that you do, but like I definitely took pride in any work that I did. But I also didn't prepare. Like I didn't prepare the night before for unloading a freight truck or like 
repricing apparel and stuff like that. Like, I felt pretty confident in my ability to just show up to work and do that. Yeah. And, you know, and some people might be passionate about that, but that wasn't, wasn't me. Right. That's for sure. Same. Did you, did you, did you ever become a personal trainer or a trainer? No. Yeah. See, I did. And it was probably the least paying job I ever had as an adult. Oh, really? (laughs) So you're saying how much I'm thinking money when you're 19. (laughs) Cause you watch all these stupid movies and TV shows. Like, I was like, and I was watching a Red Sox game. I was like, this dude has come onto the field once in nine innings. And he's getting paid stupid money. I want that job. Like, he throws the guy, the pitcher, an ice pack. Like, he literally yeah. threw the pitcher from, like, the dugout to the bullpen back when they were closer. Um, it, it was it was a AAA game. It wasn't a... MLB game, but I was like, this dude's just throwing ice packs, dude. I can do that. I'd probably even throw a spiral on it. Just... Is that Pawtucket? What was that? Yeah, it was the Pawtucket uh, Paw Sox, yeah. Yeah. Cheap, cheap tickets, because the Red Sox were getting big, well, starting to get big. Everyone, That's the other thing, so we're going to talk about sports a little bit. So, like, I, I, I get, like, the hate for Boston. Like, I get it, but also, like, people are all mad like, let's put the scandals aside. Like, hate the Patriots because it's a dynasty and whatnot. You know how long we had to wait for the Red Sox to win a World Series? Like, we've been through the struggles too, man. Like, I'm not I saying you, me. but, like, I just read all these articles and I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, the Pats did well for, like, this decade, but chill out. 2004 was memorable. That was amazing. Yeah. I loved watching that. I was in college, my first year of college when that happened. And that's when I thought I was going to be a personal trainer. I was like, well, they just won the shit. So that guy's going to probably want more money, and he's going to get shipped out. So there's an opening. <laughs> I just I just can think about Manny Ramirez just hitting everything. So You see he's trying to make a comeback? Uh, yeah, comeback three or four now, right? Is he in Korea? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's just posting videos that he's trying to come back. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, that dude, there's that. That's what ESPN is now. Like Manny Ramirez coming back to whatever league, and The Last Dance. That's all it is. Like I can't. I love The Last Dance so much, but I can't even watch those talk shows anymore because they're just, they're just, they're not even talking about Jordan. They're talking about LeBron. I'm like, geez, please, man. This is the one time where we could step away for a little bit. And it's all about LeBron. And like even Shannon Sharp's getting mad because he's like. Well, you you know Shannon Sharp. He's defend LeBron to the end. And then other people bring up LeBron according to the documentary. And he never can do this. I was like, well, that's going to happen, man. But you, the reason it's happening so much is because you're talking about it on national TV. Stop it. Yeah, I saw something. He was praising Isaiah when all the talk was about Jordan. And then he starts praising Isaiah. I'm like, oh, that's not a great move, I don't think. No, dude. But, well, is, he's, he's going to snake little every little jab he can get in there, right? Um, and to the listeners, clearly it's no mystery who I think the greatest of all time is, but that's fine. I, think I agree. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So before we talk about sports so much, so that's really cool. Uh, I really dig your path. I had a similar path. Um, and speaking of new pathways, we're definitely in some un- unprint. Man, I can't talk. Unprecedented times right now. 
So uh, you were one of the first countries to get hit. So why don't you? Uh, how did online? How quick did like online learning take there? And then how many times did it change for you? Um, I'll probably get the timelines wrong, but essentially, we were the second country. The so Thailand was the second country to get a case, like mm -hmm. a declared case. Um, there's a direct flight from Wuhan to Bangkok that comes quite frequently. So that took place, I believe, in January or near the end of January. Mm -hmm. And then um, numbers kind of weren't high in Thailand. It seemed like the number was the same for two weeks, right. but other places were going way up. So I saw Vietnam had closed, mm -hmm. um, Singapore, all these countries that were around us were closing, but we weren't. Oh, wow. So there was, you know, so there's some like, okay, I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, and then we actually had February break. So we had February break and all this stuff kind of happened and they put quarantines on people if they were in Japan, right. Singapore, all these surrounding areas. And where do most teachers go? And where do most students go in international schools? Right. In those surrounding areas. So when we came back, we had 65 teachers out. That's crazy. And our student population population was down i think 25 percent wow so um for two weeks it was pretty i mean we didn't go my family didn't go anywhere so we stayed in thailand and it was uh some classes we were, some classes i had 19 and then the next lesson of the same age group i had eight wow you know so like it was, it was a mixed bag um but then pretty much ever since the once the quarantining happened Every week it was like, is this it? Is this it? Right. And it would happen. It happened for maybe six weeks. Oh, my God, dude. So, so it was a little bit stressful because we kept thinking like, this is it. Oh, no, it's not. And for me, I don't know. I just, it was just kind of, I grew anxious a bit because I didn't really know. It was out of our control, but right. I'd like to know things. Yeah. How can you um, not be anxious for sure? But uh, essentially, both, uh, the school did a great job because we actually had online learning days built in because okay. they knew it was going to happen. They just All weren't right. sure when. So we had a few practice trials. Awesome. And that, that's, that set us up pretty good, I think. Right. So that, that's, yeah, the beginning of March. We've been on online learning since, I think, the beginning of March. Oh, wow. Um, six or, that's crazy like that. that you're in Southeast Asia and you uh, started in March. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, well, Vietnam, Tet, like Vietnamese Chinese New Year, we got back Sunday and the next day, uh, they said no school. And then it just, so Super Bowl, that's when we officially went on, uh, um, online learning and, and it, every week. So for us, it was like, we're probably going to be back next week. We'll probably be back next week. They did it week by week by week by week for, I'd say a month. And then they kept doing it, but we're just like, this is just how they're calling it. We're not going back. Hmm. Until yeah, now. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, we're kind of in a similar situation there, too. Nothing's been explicitly said that we're closed until the end of the school year. Yeah. Although, although the Thai government has said that July 1st is when local schools will begin again. But we're not a local school, so... Right. Technically, we could go back, but I think, you know, the Ministry of Education, I think, has some say in that. So they're, they're playing it by every 15 days. 
Yeah, dude, I literally said to someone, and I'm glad they don't remember that I'd be willing to bet a portion of my salary we won't go back. And then like a week later, we went back. So uh, I still have my money. They, they never came to call me out on that. But uh, it's crazy. Like, I really did not, I did not see a way that this could work. And we made it back. So um, we could yeah, talk you, about that. You're wrapping, What's yeah, that? you're wrapping up week one. Yeah, it's been rough, man. Um, we can talk about that in a minute, but I'd like to ask a follow-up question. So what have you been doing? Because I think a lot of people can learn from you, Mark. Um, what have you been doing for online lessons and stuff? Like, how? First of all, how frequent do you do them? Because like, I know some people do them every day. We, do them, we did them twice a week, once a week, office hours. So how often did you do them? And then what kind of things did you do in your classes? Okay, so I'm, uh, I'm teaching five six seven year olds yeah so um the secondary at our school does it a little different they actually have live lessons as if it's they're at school okay so they do this with all the students at the same time uh we have no live lessons what we do is similar to what you're saying twice a week mm -hmm. so we do a tuesday thursday lesson okay and and what our school has been as you know things change right you have a plan as a school and then things change every right. week or every two weeks three weeks until you think you have it and then it changes again which is good i think it needs to change but um we started out by just doing two a week and now it's tuesday thursday so that the students and the parents know that you need to do specialist lessons on tuesday thursday and then there's less coming from homeroom so you're kind of giving like you know you're evaluating you're you're valuing all the subject areas essentially. Right. Um, so that's, that's been going on for a while in terms of lessons when, so I'm a PYP school. So following like the balanced curriculum of mm -hmm. PYP, um, you know, we've got adventure challenges, games, individual pursuits, uh, health related fitness and, um, movement composition. I don't think I said that. So we were finishing up adventure challenges for both my year one and year two classes. Um, so I was able to wrap that up pretty quick because it was pretty much done. I did a reflection. Yeah. I did a couple individual challenges. And then once that finished, then I did what we were supposed to do. And it turned out it was gymnastics and dance. So, uh, it worked out okay in that sense. The dance was pretty good. And the gymnastics, I took out roles yeah. as I I don't feel comfortable doing any rules if I'm not there, especially if they don't have like the wedges and, you know, for some kids, it's their first time doing a roll. Right. You know, especially they get the yoga mat, mat out and do a roll. Like no, no supervision and no mat. Like that's, yeah, that's right. Well, they might even have the supervision, but well. you know, parents <laughs> might be just hanging out videoing them and going, right. okay, let's see it. And then Oops. not so good. <laughs> So, so uh, and, and of course we couldn't do springboard jumps because, you know, not everyone has a springboard in their house. I don't. So we, so don't just, feel bad. <laughs> so we modified that and just kind of did like different jumps, like split jump and, uh, you know, star jump and worked on landing Perfect. and takeoff and that kind of thing. Perfect. And now, now we're, and of course we do swimming. So I mix in swimming, mm -hmm. but a lot of the pools are closed here. <laughs> so I mix in the safety aspect of it. So one of the lessons was literally go to your pool because pretty much 95% of the kids have a pool. And if they didn't have a pool, I'd say find something in your house that you can use in your pool to um, do a reach and rest or reach, reach to rescue with. Okay. So they'd find something in their house that would float a flotation device. 
and have the other students go to the pool and maybe take a photo of their pool and say, oh, there's nothing here. And then that would create a conversation like, okay, well, what can you bring to the pool to make sure that if someone's in need, you have that on hand to help them out. So that, that's kind of how the approach that I've taken with that. That's and then, genius, Mark, by the way. I just want to interject. Uh, like the safety thing is really smart. And I would like I would have never thought of that. So kudos on that, man. Good job. Well, I think, I mean, if they can't go in the pool, you got to do something that's right. going to teach them, right? right? And that's one third of our, our curriculum too is this, and the swimming is the safety aspect. Um, and then, and now I've started games with year one and two. And I'll be honest, I, it's, a, it's a bit of a process. I'm finding just because of equipment, you know, like you don't yeah. know what they have. And then um, a lot of games, as you know, are with others. Yeah. So, Dude, it's even um, hard with high schoolers. So um, I can yeah. only imagine, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, what I, the approach I've taken right now to kind of differentiate it between my, my two-year levels, that I only teach two-year levels. So for year two, I'm actually doing like a whole two lessons on target games, two lessons on net wall, two on striking fielding, two on invasion. And if they, they're not going to be able to play an invasion game, I don't think. I'm not there yet, but we can teach a skill that then they could actually use in an invasion game. So right. there's the, the knowledge piece and then also just the general knowledge piece of all the game types. So right. when they come back next year, you can use that terminology and they should know. Perfect. How are you doing striking least, and fielding inside? I haven't got there yet. I just okay. started target games because it's the easiest one. It. <laughs> I, I'll just be um, honest was, with you. I completely skipped striking and fielding. Um, yeah, which I, I, I guess is possible Like if you have a ping pong ball and it's like a short distance. Because I'm dealing yeah, with high schoolers. I, well, actually, some of my swings in high school are still scary. Like If they had an antique there, I'd be terrified. I think I would, for the younger students, I'd probably have them use their hand as a, as the, the manipulative, even yeah. though it's not, it's part of their body right. and hit something and then maybe run to a spot back and forth. But then again, you need someone to defend. So maybe just time it. They hit it, run back and forth yeah. and say, how many times can you hit a spot in 30 seconds? That's I don't know. Idea. I mean, these, these are just thoughts right now. Right. Yeah. That, that's smart. Um, could, can your kids go outside? Uh, they can, but I don't know if all are choosing to. Yeah. Uh, and then some have apartment buildings where, you know, I think depending on people's thoughts on, you know, there are people being safe. Uh, some people might not go out, but some do. I think most of them are, most right. of them are going out. Yeah, for a while we weren't allowed to. Like we were on full, like you could only go out to go to the grocery store. Oof. Um, yeah, we don't have that and that was a while um, so uh, that's why I was curious because um, I, I did do one outdoor activity but obviously you pull your kids first um, once it reopens like can, do you feel comfortable all that so we did um, when I was doing outdoor education and adventure education one of the things I had them do was just go on a photo scavenger hunt like just go for a walk and take some photos like I gave them three topics, find life, find beauty, find pride. Um, and you can interpret that uh, any way you want. Um, and then, uh, you can do it inside. well, one of my friends, like how, how's that physical education? I was like, how's it not? And then he, we kind of were at a standstill. I was like, agree to disagree. Let's move on. 
Yeah, it's all about the questioning. You can make it. You can make it physical education. Right. Um, to answer your question with invasion, well, not your question, but your statement. I actually tried mm -hmm. it, um, but it has to be family orientated, and you also have to put rules where you can only walk briskly, like you you can't mm -hmm. run. So I did capture the socks. Um, Cool. And, and like in different rooms, but you have to put on so many rules. Like if you get closest, you, you can't tag anyone within like 15 feet of the stairs. Like there's so many safety implements. I actually put it in uh, my presentation for Saturday. And I was like, oh, man, should I really put this in there? Because if I don't say it right, they're going to be like, man, that Pat's a dangerous teacher. Um, but like, I, I think I said the right thing so people understand. Um, it can be safe, but you really need to be comfortable with uh, your community and your parents. Like I did a webinar for the parents um, for them to understand safety. And even then, uh, as long as they're walking, it's okay. It's, but also controlling. Like I did it for high schoolers, so it's a little different. Like they kind of can control themselves. Plus, they're like staying up all night, so I know they didn't even really want to move anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just the little ones, they're just smaller. They, you know, they don't fill up the space as much. Yeah, you know? that's like, true. A, like a 16 or 17 year old, two strides, and yeah, I'm, I'm across my flat. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, but I yeah, I, 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 sorry, say that again. I was just saying, and then for year one, so year two and just looking at game types and then year one, um, I'm actually going to focus almost on like teaching skills for understanding in a sense. So giving them ball handling skills and then having them then think about what skills would this be? Like if you are competent in rolling, what games do you know of that could you use that in? Right. So get them thinking about that. and then providing them with a small, a very small side of game because it's pretty much going to be them. Yeah. Uh, playing yeah. something. So like today's lesson they did uh, for five-year-olds, they did basket catching. So we talked about catching, went over some cues, and then they the, the task was they had to drop, drop a ball against the floor and then scoop it up with a bucket or a box. And then it's just it's really pretty much tracking the ball and getting right. the hands in position. You know, but you're still and, teaching those essential like locomotor and object manipulation skills, so that's perfect, especially at that age. Yeah, and we've broken it down to eight lessons and eight skills. Perfect. You know, like it's in a real world, you're, you're going to probably follow up on catching quite a bit. Yeah. But in this, as you know, in online learning, you, you pick one and you might move on <laughs> quick. Yeah, but. totally. And, um, I guess this question does, it, it wouldn't really relate, but like, do you, from what you've heard at your school, um, like, this is not a wrong or right situation, but do you feel, maybe in the upper grades from some of the colleagues you've talked to, that the kids feel more overwhelmed than they would when they're at school with work? Um. I don't, I don't know if I can speak to that, but I can, okay. what I will say is I think I am certain that families are in some really difficult times, both teachers and not teachers. So I think just being mindful that 
even if your situation is okay, there's probably some that are like super pumped because they're like, you know what? I get to hang out with my kids right. and I'm not, and I don't see them very often. Or it could be the point where I've lost my job. My business is going under and, or, you know, situation like you, like my wife is in a different country right. or my kids are in a different, you know, like, so there's all these, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know too much about the secondary students thing, but I would imagine it's probably not going perfect for anybody at the moment. Right. That's, so the reason I asked, and that's a really good point. Uh, I think we really need to think about that as we continue online learning, like there's a lot of different home dynamics. Um, but so I did a poll with my kids, like an informal poll. And the amount of time they said they're spending on homework was crazy. And part of me, so I, like, and that's not, that, that's not on teachers or anything. What I learned was that the concept of being home made them feel like, even though they were doing live sessions or whatever, that they had all this time to get things done. Um, so the pra procrastination factor really took over. And then they're scrambling to get these things done. And then that happened early on in online learning. So throughout the entire time, it wasn't that they were getting more work than they would have. It's that they were constantly playing catch up. So um, I did do some like video assignments with my kids and stuff. But when I found out that, um, despite the fact that it may have been their poor planning, like who am I to say that you should have known how to handle this from the beginning. I don't even know how to handle this. So I said, um, from now on, I won't create any assignments that you have to do outside of class. We will only do assignments that we do together in class so you can focus on. Because I got kids, got AP test next week at 3 in the morning. Have, have you heard? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, well, the IB shut down all the diploma exams. Did they? They can't. They canceled them all. That was back in March. Wow. That's across the world. Yeah, AP so all those just... students. Yeah, sorry. So all those students there. I think I'm again. I'm not 100 percent sure that DP works, but um, they're based on their grades that they had up to that point. So if they were like ace and everything, they're loving life. And if they were like, I need those exams to boost up my grade, you know, probably in a different spot. Oh wow. That's but insane. I think that was the right decision. I think they, they did the right thing there. Yeah, AP's rescheduled five times, I think. And this is the final one. So it's great for people yeah. in the States. But like, but I think that... They're shut down too. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, me neither. But like for our kids in Asia, just for example, I think their actual test times are 11 p.m., 2 a.m. and maybe 5 a.m. or something like that. So I was like, dude, you got to give these kids the week off, man. <laughs> like, we can't expect them to nah. be here. It's not like they're taking a survey. You know, <laughs> they need to be ready to go. Right. So they are giving them days off. So that's good. But yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's crazy. Um, I just I asked today, I was like, how many of you guys? Are doing AP next week, and the number of hands went up. I was like, "All right, free period for me, I guess." Because good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, what are your plans? Is it, well, I, that's such a hard question. 
because uh, I don't even know. I think I know. But do you have an idea of what your summer is going to look like? Um, it'll be in Thailand. Okay. We know that. It's just a matter of if the borders are going to open within Thailand. And that actually could be ideal because from what we're learning now, it looks like, like international borders may not open for Thailand. So then borders, though, like to other provinces within Thailand are going to be open. So you might be able to get to a nice place on an island and there'll be no, you know, like backpacker life slash it's time to go. being busy. So it might be like the time to go. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a positive, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even think about that. Thailand be, those little islands I mean, it's, be a whole different game. Could be, yeah, there's worse places to be, I think. For sure. And I mean, I'm, you know, we're, we're happy to be here at the moment. So it's, it's all good. I mean, the islands are beautiful. Um, we went to Koh Samui a couple of years ago and we had a great time. Um, but we, we also, like, so here's the thing about Southeast Asia for people thinking of, like, if you can handle traveling with, like, a big group of friends, you can get, like, mansion Airbnbs. Like, the most ridiculous houses with these pools. Um, so we did that in Koh Samui, and we really enjoyed it because, like, yeah, we went out to dinners and to the nightlife and whatnot, but when, when we wanted to escape, we could just all hang out at the villa. So that was nice. Yeah, it's... It's a good spot. I never really thought of getting a mansion with anybody, but well, it wasn't an actual good. mansion, Mark. Like it just... <laughs> oh, I, I've seen, I've seen some places. <laughs> I think you're uh, gonna get a mansion. I think my <laughs> wife and I, with the number of people that stayed with us, paid about sixty dollars a night for a week. So, um, it's just crazy. Yeah, and it's the same in Vietnam, but there's not a lot of pools in Vietnam, ironically yeah maybe that's more Hanoi though because it gets cold here so that might be the reason right. um, so what do you think of the last dance I knew you were going to ask me that you know what I've only watched one episode are you serious well I'm, I'm, I have I'm more time and you I'm know what? alone so. and I, I'm, I'm pacing myself but I'm, I don't know I mean I'm actually watching, you know what I'm following right now, which you might be like, what is that? I'm, I'm following um, a wrestling doc. Which one? So I was a big like WWF fan back so was I, when I was like late 80s, early 90s. Um, it's called, I always get it wrong, but it's, they just did one last week on Dino Bravo, the <laughs> French Canadian wrestler. Uh, so I've been like following that. It's once a week. I keep up with that one easily. And the last dance is just there. I know it's there. So I watched the first episode and it was good. Right. And I was like, but what I did, I purposely watched it at 11 at night, knowing like if I watch one, I, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Because if I did it at not eight, I'd be like, okay, I'm staying. I'm going to watch four. That's smart. So, yeah, I have, I have done the Monday night to a night. Um, I've just, okay. I've just yeah. been barreling through it. Well, my wife's watching it like with me from Thailand. So we have something, oh, nice. something new to talk about. And okay. She's yeah, also cool. like, she's rare, man. She's a Pistons fan, but she actually hates Isaiah Thomas. Uh, 
Really? Yeah, she just doesn't like him. And she said, you know what? A lot of uh, Detroit people did not like him. Um, wow, okay. Which is interesting See, uh, because he's so good. Like, I'm not going to take away from the fact he was good. He's he's kind of a baby, in my opinion, but... Um, See, a lot of this stuff is before me because I never really got big into basketball till I mean, I actually probably university to be honest because I'm you know I'm Canadian, so you have to pick ice hockey or basketball. I picked right. ice hockey, right. so I followed basketball but not extensively until university, and then that's when I got into the NCAA, and then that's when I really started following the raps. But like when I think of the Pistons, for me, I think of like uh, Ben Wallace and Rip Hamilton. And, uh, and- yeah, Rip and Sean Phillips. Right. So that's kind of what I think of when I think of the Pistons. Well, I'm the same uh, way. Like the that was definitely before my time. Like I was in like second grade, I think when yeah. that went down. But um, yeah, I, I definitely learned most of what I learned on that through ESPN classics. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. no, it's really interesting. I won't give anything away because uh, I think that's episode three. Um, but man, I, I've, I've read the articles. I, I kind of know what's coming. Okay. Um, I read a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Jerry Krause thing is wild to think that they probably would have won two or three more. And then he definitely yeah, like would not be touched. Like who's winning? Other than Bill Russell and like nine rings. Yeah, at, at that stage, yeah, in the nineties, two thousand, yeah, it's unheard of. It's crazy. Um, but it's really entertaining. Like, and like growing up. So this is the thing. Like, someone told me when I admitted this the other day. I was like, "Oh, you didn't really follow basketball." I was like, "Well, I did," but you have to really. It was a younger generation person, so I didn't really know about like the. I'm still, I, I don't remember. We had Sports Center, but I didn't watch it religiously like I do now. And the Scottie Pippen thing, like I va- vaguely remember the surgery thing and stuff like that, but I, I had no idea about the contract. And um, someone was like, How do you not know that? I was like, Because back then, dude, you just watched basketball. <laughs> like you watched them play the game yeah. and then it was over. Like, they didn't even do press conferences really the way they do it now. Like, you didn't, if you were watching TV, and granted, I grew up in Jakarta. Like, I was watching Star Sports. Like, I wasn't watching NBC or anything. Like, I, I tuned into Star Sports. And, like, the only access that I had to basketball other than games, which I still think is one of the best sports shows ever, like, it puts all of them to shame right now is NBA inside stuff with Ahmad Rashad. Um, yeah. But they didn't even talk about, like, drama. They just did, like, the top ten plays of the week, and, like, that was it. <laughs> so I was like, well, man, it's uh-huh. different. Like, we didn't have access to everything, and it was kind of nice not to know everything. You just watch people play basketball. I'm like, well, he's amazing. Yeah. and Like, I didn't know they yeah, were see, I, when I was. <laughs> When I was in high school, I used to come home straight from school and I'd watch PTI, 3.30. Yeah. I'd watch it all the time. That's how I got my school. I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't like the go-to. Right. PTI was where I got pretty much all my information. Yeah, for sure. Like actual live broadcast, man. Speaking of PTI, you got a podcast. You can't hear me? 
Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, guys. We're going to test this out. Still can't hear me? How about now? Good. All right. Sorry, everyone. Uh, Zoom problems. Not mine. Not his. <laughs> Blame Zoom. <laughs> um, Probably mine. So, speaking of PTI, you have a podcast. Let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, I wasn't trying to plug it. <laughs> no, I know you weren't, but I talked to Carlos before you came on, and I said, I'm definitely going to plug it, because it's awesome. Uh, well, yeah, so pretty much, you know, how you, like, you, you know, you do a workout, and then you just start thinking about stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, I've, I'm not like coaching or anything right now. Like, what else could I do that I haven't tried? And I never thought I'd do a podcast. I'm not really a social person. I'm, I mean, you've seen me at phase. I probably stand, stand there. If someone comes and talks to me, I'll talk to them. But I'm not really going to go over and start chatting with everybody. <laughs> but um, I thought, PTI is the greatest show. Why don't we do one on PE? Why, why don't we do one on PE? So I, I sent it out to like a group of about five guys that I'm in a chat group with. Mm -hmm. And Carlos was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Crickets from everyone else. <laughs> and, then, and then I thought... And I actually thought, I was like, you know who would get this? Rob. Right. So I messaged Rob, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And then Carlos says to me, not knowing I talked to Rob, he says, you know who we should get to? Rob. And I'm like, I've already contacted him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that was kind of the start. And then, um, yeah, so we just, I mean, we do a show like once a month. So, and basically what we're supposed to do is, two of us hosts and then we find a guest for the five good minutes and then um we just kind of rotate the host but right now we haven't had anyone else on the show except us three <laughs> so you know we're working out the kinks but um yes yeah, so, so i guess pti is part of the interruption it's like an espn show just for everyone that's listening and doesn't know and it's like a kind of like a I don't know. There's a basic format of the show, and near the end, there's a game that they'll play. But we do a PE spin on it, and we always do a sports. We always do sports with um, happy times, just <laughs> to kind of dude. It's break awesome, it up a man. Bit. It's awesome. I was hooked on the first five minutes of episode one. I was like, I love this. It brought me back to my right. childhood, and it's passionate topics, and it's funny. Like, that's, that's the best part. Like, people are going to learn and laugh. You get the double L. Like, how can you not love that? I probably shouldn't say double L because nowadays L means lose. Like, that's what all the kids, how the kids yeah. talk trash. But, but what I mean by double L is you're laughing and you're learning. And what's, what's a better day than that? So the podcast is awesome and I love it, love it, love it. Oh, I appreciate that. And, I, you know, we... We've got a lot, a lot of work to catch up to you. We've got to listen, man. About 30, 30, I want to, I want to talk to you about this because <laughs> I listened to the first episode and you guys taking jabs at me and whatnot. I know I'm a psychopath when it comes to the podcast. Like even my wife, like honestly, my wife told me at the beginning, you need to chill out people are going to stop listening. There's too much. And I said, Lisa, I'm all alone. I have no one to talk to. Um, 
I, I, and like, I, I'm that kind of guy, dude. Like, I like to talk to people. Sometimes I like to talk to people so much that like, people I thought like were really close with me, like, I kind of fade out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I latch on, like, not latch on like a clinger, not like wedding crashers, like a stage five clinger or whatever it's called. But, um, like, I, I just believe in the good in everyone. And there's always that good, but it's just like, hey, do you want to come to this party? I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. It was fun that for a bit. But um, I also, my, my wife is an introvert, kind of. So I think part of her has rubbed off on me. Like, I used to always want to go out and be with friends. And nowadays, like, social distancing and everything ended. And I went out for a dinner. And then I got invited out like the week after. I was like, ah, I think I'm just going to stay home like I've been doing for the last three months. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to it now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think um, I think with like obviously there's a passion for you wanting to do it. And I think it's great. And I think we're hearing from a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different people. I find there's a wide range of who you're interviewing, which is really cool. It's not just like the same three people, you know? And then I think another piece too is you can't, if you're doing it, you can't really archive these and be like, I'm going to play this in two weeks because everything right now is changing so quickly. It'd be right. like, what are you doing for online learning? And then two weeks later, like that person is actually teaching now. And this isn't, right. that question didn't make any sense. <laughs> totally, man. So yeah, I get it. Um, and it's just been helpful for me. Like, honestly, it's been, I tell people this all the time. It's also a little selfish. It's very therapeutic for me because Honestly, dude, it's like free PD for me. Like people just yeah. give me free PD, and um, the people that come on is crazy though. Like when I reached out to some of uh, like the people that I don't know, man. There's like NBA style players of physical education. Like, yeah. like I sent Ben Landers an email, like because I can't message him on Twitter. All right, of course. So I sent him an email and it replied in five minutes. I was like, yeah, I'd be stoked to come on. I was like, what? <laughs> so, and then the funny story about that is I was like, oh, so people are like, there's two possibilities, which there's definitely possibility A after talking to him. This dude's really legit and really rad and really cool and just wants to help the world. Or so, so distancing is killing people and they're bored out of their mind. So dude, I'm not even kidding. I sent an email to Julian Edelman's company. I sent an email to so many professional athletes, just copy and pasted the same message. None of them got back to me. Like, who wants to talk about PE when you're living the professional life? But, like, I, I was just going to ask them what their experience with athletics and PE was as a kid and how they got to where they got. That's I don't cool. know. Um, so, like, my head, my head didn't Good get time. big in the sense that I think I deserve any of that but i was like people are bored i might get lucky and get one of these guys on here um but i didn't so it, it's kind of like my big brain of being the red sox personal trainer came back for a little bit and there's there's a lot of that in pe teacher that's good <laughs> uh but and no still like having but that's what i like about the podcast like talking to you talking to carlos and, and, and another thing, and, and then like other people, just people I don't even know that just say yes. The other thing that's going to be really cool is like, so this year when I went to phase, I didn't really know anyone. 
And now when I go to phase, like uh, we totally talked in person, you feel comfortable together and you can just approach the people and feel at home. So that's another, it's selfish all around, Mark. I'm trying to tell you, like, I'm, this is not it's, for anyone it's else. It's, <laughs> it's all about good fun and learning and, you know, comes back to relationships, right? Good. Um, but I appreciate that, the words you said. Um, I keep saying that once school starts, I don't go to one a week, but I've done two this week, so uh, I'm going to try. Well, thanks for fitting me in. <laughs> oh, I wanted, I, I was very much looking forward to having you on. Um, Sunday, I'm actually doing my first, like, guest pod. Well, I've been on this USA, like, Around the Horn podcast. Um, Comes after PT9 on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Good With that, that boy. Right. Um uh, <laughs> but that's a big group of people so um it's yeah. my first like individual so i'm doing it uh with ryan ellis on the pe umbrella so yeah that's I'm, a good one i'm excited about that um i've been listening to that for a while i'm also a little nervous like it's crazy you're nervous but you're not because you've been talking like this for so long like you're just used to it and you know i started yeah. this for my kids right like this wasn't even planned yeah, and I I noticed the first episode. It was like, it was like an assignment or something, and then it just escalated. It was just, whoa, okay, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was just playing around, and it was assignment, and then I just sat down. I was like, dude, I should just roll with this. This could be dope. And then uh, yeah, it just kept going. Well, it's it's worked out for you, and I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, thanks, man. I think everyone's everyone's glad you're doing it. I think. <laughs> You're very kind, Mark. Um, dude, uh, I wanted to say, like, I, I know we're approaching an hour, so I'll try to wrap it up. Sorry, I'm a chatty Kathy. Um, but I'm really happy you're on today because it's good to talk to someone. Like, I, I've actually just been really excited to talk to you and get to know you a little better. Because yesterday sucked, man. Like, I was, I was dying. And today was just better. I think it was a lot had to do with like Twitter people reaching out and just being there for you. My wife being there. But honestly, man, I just, we don't have to be at work till 745. And I usually show up about 645, 7. I ain't got out of bed till like 720 today. I woke up at 6. But I didn't get out of bed until 720. So I, today, for once, I just gave myself that extra time, um, had a quicker breakfast, and it was just a better all-around day. Also today, so we're doing that Olympic thing. So the kids yeah. were, um, they were doing their student-presented ideas for events, because we're going to pick four events out of mine and theirs. So all I really had to do was sit back. Um, like, I've been averaging 20,000 steps a day. I got eight today, and I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah that's all right um but what i was gonna say is mark i think you have the best twitter handle in the world i, I don't think anyone can mess with it i think jace comes close because grand yeah. muchacho is pretty pretty damn funny but down yeah. with pe like how are you gonna beat that like and only you can pull that off because of your last name i know it's it's good i had a colleague that started a twitter account and he he was up with pe but his last name wasn't up <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't flow as good but my my instagram is down by law is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
you know, there's a lot of things you can do with that. Right. I, I love the fact when I like, because when I ask for people's emails, it's usually like their full name at Gmail or whatever. And then so when I asked for your email tonight, it was down with PE at gmail.com. I was like, this dude's a legend. Legend. <laughs> I love it. Man. Uh, you got to. I want to change my last name to up my Twitter handle game. <laughs> uh, but no, Mark, I, I think it's really cool. And uh, you are a very inspiring individual for me. Um, a lot of the content, um, your presentations, and also just the way you kind of reach out to me and you check in with me every now and then. Even if it's just a comment on a post, just the feedback is really helpful. So um, I'm stoked that we got in touch. And uh, I... I'm always happy to talk PE and sports with you. Oh, I, I wanted to show you something before I let you go, though. I brought this out for you. Oh, yeah. So Rob would be really mad if I did this, but I brought out my Bob Cousy Boston Celtics jersey. <laughs> oh, boy. The throwback. So uh, a little shout-out to Rob. He tried. He tried to get the... The Raptors, so when I did the test recording, I was, remember when I did it with you, I was like, yeah. um, just say anything, and you were like, basically general, like, what normal people do, and say, well, Rob is normal, but <laughs> <laughs> um, what people generally do, let me put it that way, sorry, Rob, I didn't mean to. Did he mention Fred McGriff? Rob, <laughs> Rob, I didn't mean to inadvertently jab at you. But so what people generally do, but I don't feel bad about it after the comment he made that did not go on air. Um, so I basically, people generally say, hey, what's up? Whatever. So I said, Rob, just say anything so I can test the recording. And he said, the Raptors have always and will always be better than the Boston Celtics. So I didn't even play it back. I just trusted that it worked. And that's how we started our podcast for anyone that's on. A good one. It's a good start. <laughs> uh, love you, Rob. Um, you, you speak some lies sometimes, but it's all good. Um, anyways, Marcus, I know you got the family. Uh, do you have classes tomorrow? Uh, well, we have school, but... Um, or lessons was, you need to send out? Yeah. No, I, I did them for today, so okay. it's... It's yeah, it's an easier day in a sense. All yeah. right. Well, uh, thanks for so much for coming on. Um, at some point, I'd like to get the three of you on. We talked about that before, um, and do a all-around podcast. That'd be fun. And I'd definitely like to have you back. Maybe when, uh, if you don't go back this year, maybe next year when things uh, like go back to school, because I think that would like to be. I would like that to be my next focus um, with the online learning, but I also don't know when people are going to go back. So we'll, we'll dance with that later. But uh, yep. Mark, you're always welcome on the show, hey, man. And uh, even yeah. if you just need to reach out to chat, I'm always around, man. Thanks. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. And we'll have to get you on uh, PT. What is it? PTIP. No, I can't even say it now. Pardon the PE interruption. P-T-P-E-I. <laughs> Too many letters in there. I am down, dude. I am totally yeah, we'll down. We'll find a good game for you to play, too. You can stick around after the five good minutes. For sure. I'm down. I keep All saying right. that. I can't help okay. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thanks so much for stopping by, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Cheers.